Chapter 26 We'll find her, sir. Thaddeus sat at the bar, drinking a beer, as Roland sat wiping the dirt and grime from the hilt of his sword. Geddon sent them on the trail of Erica and the Lenise man who made off with her, and they had seen hide nor hair of them in the weeks. They had tracked them all the way south of Bothwell, but cursed if that man was not slippery like an eel, his ability to avoid detection despite his size. They had lost track of them in the mountain passes near Calmont. They journeyed east, but had not picked up track since. Hey, quiet down. No one's paying to hear you yap. Thaddeus yelled at the musician, who was extolling the tale of some madman who had slain a beast long since forgotten to legend. It's not even that good. I heard a woman sing that same song not four days ago in Kerkel, and she sang it better. If the man heard Thaddeus, he took no notice, just turned his voice to the other patrons of the bar. This vexes me, Thaddeus, my good man, Roland said. Tell me about it, sir. He's not even singing in key, Thaddeus harumphed. I agree, but that is not to what I am referring. Roland shifted in his seat and swung his great sword over his back. The lady has been quiet, Thaddeus, not a whisper. She drove me to Helen's hold before the great march of the demons. She urged me on to Bothwell, when Jenner and his friends were up to no good. But since we left Bothwell, she has abandoned me. Thaddeus peered long at Roland, raising an eyebrow in surprise. Abandoned ye, sir? I ain't never heard you talk such nonsense. I thought you barely believed in the one god, Thaddeus. But that matters not to the man such as yourself. You believe, sir. He sighed, trying to steady his voice. I will pay you to stop playing. How does that sound? Thaddeus yelled, telling the minstrel what he thought with a gesture. I am being dramatic. I don't honestly believe she has abandoned me. But not having her voice in my ear, that is how it feels, Roland explained. Like the loss of a good woman, sir. Thaddeus nodded in agreement. I felt so sure she directed me to Bothwell for some greater purpose. Well, you saved Geddon and the Queen from those vagabonds. Poor Mina, such a young one, to go out like she did. Roland nodded, examining the symbol of the one god that hung around his neck. Sir, pardon me for saying, but I followed you when I wasn't all sure you knew what you were up to. But I believed in you. And I feel, if we stay the course, you will know greatness again. Thaddeus paused, then sighed, hefting his mug of ale in one hand. And I also believe batty bards who can't play for a dam should shut their yaps when told. He yelled, hurtling his tankard at the man, who did stop ducking out of the way of the flying beer. You're a bit harsh, Thaddeus. He doesn't even have his story straight. The warrior never stops at that church on his way home. He doesn't even end up anywhere near there. And those companions, 
I don't think they even existed in... Wait. Roland's voice trailed off as he sat up in his chair, hand poised against his chin. Sir? Thaddeus asked, raising his eyebrow. Roland got up and moved over to where the man had ducked for cover. Get up, sir, Roland said, offering the man his hand. It's all right, my lord. I'll stop. I'll stop, I promise, the man said, putting a hand off to ward Roland back. I'm not going to harm you, sir. I wish to speak to you, Roland said, offering his hand. I want you to sing the song again. The man looked at Roland, then to Thaddeus. I assure you, I mean it, and no harm will come to you, Roland added, looking at Thaddeus. Um, well, if you're sure, sir. The man cleared his voice and began his tale again. This time, Roland was very attentive of the tale. He noticed differences to the tale he had heard earlier. More people, different locations. He'd heard alterations before, as few ballads had ever made their way around without getting minor revisions, as each performer added their own little twists. But this tale was unusual. The man ran through it twice, before Roland raised his hand to stop. Thank you, good sir. You've been more than helpful, Roland said, giving the man a few gold coins and a pat on the shoulder. The performer bowed and thanked both men, before saying his farewells, walking out the door. What was that all about, sir? Thaddeus asked once the man had left. A sign, my dear Thaddeus, a sign. How did you know that man? Christian asked the question to Jenner as they continued on their way towards some village Jenner had mentioned. Christian wondered if they were going the right way, but after the traveling merchant they had talked to, Christian found himself again surprised by just how many people Jenner knew. Oh, he makes his way to Bothwell every now and again. He also makes a trip through the theater circuit, so many of an acquaintance of him that I knew before. When you run a troupe in theater, you make a lot of friends, Chris. Candlemore is just one of many. Jenner was rubbing his hands together as they walked. He had been like that ever since Jenner saw the man approaching over a hill a few hours back. They had talked a while, speaking on current events. Jenner had seemed pleased by what they had spoken about, although Christian caught only half of it. Of some importance had been some new song that Kendall Moore had mentioned to Jenner, handing him a copy of the lyrics and telling him he should read it over and think of using it in one of his upcoming performances. After that, they had parted ways and Jenner had changed their course. He said there was a small village outside some ruins to the south that they should stop at. Christian had no energy to argue. He just wanted to sleep in a bed at this point. Once he realized civilization was within their grasp, all the things he had gone without felt that much more taxing in their absence. So what's at this village? Christian asked. I'd rather not say... Not quite yet, Jenner replied. Why not? It has something to do with what Kendallmore told me. Well, yes, I figured that much out on my own. But if it turns out to be false, I... What? Well, 
we could be walking into a trap. I thought you said you trust Kendall more. Oh, I do, but I don't trust everyone that he knows. Christian stopped. He looked around the countryside, seeing the vast expanse of the world laid out before him. What is it, Chris? Jenner asked. Christian smiled and shook his head. Which is it, Jenner? Your years of being a thespian or the years of being noble? Christian asked. I'm not sure I understand the question, Chris. Your ability to treat one like an adult in most situations, except the ones you find not to your liking, in which case you treat them like a child. Chris, I... Christian, I, I think you're being a bit... A bit what? Jenner, look at what we've gone through. Do I have to recount everything? Have you forgotten any of it? People have died because of us. Both good ones and bad ones. We just spent weeks surviving out in the wilderness. And you were about to let me walk into what might be a trap blind because what? You think I will be more prepared for it that way? No, it's not. Then what? What is it? What if it is not a trap? What will we find? If it is a trap, what should we expect? What kind of trap? Roland? Geddon? Something else? What? It's just the two of us. What could we encounter that could possibly be better for us if only one of us is prepared for it? Christian was a little red in the face, but he felt better. He could feel his heart pounding in his chest. Jenner looked at Christian, started to smile, but then stopped. Instead, he looked away toward their destination. At some point, I believe we got in over our heads. I don't point to any one event in our past. I don't know what I expected when we set out. Help me if I still don't hear Madeline's voice in my head from time to time. She was against this from the start. But I pressed on because, well, because I wanted to do something noble. Well, no, I wanted to do something heroic. And I wanted to help you, you and Erica. But I've realized that I can't do it all. I want to be your knight in shining armor, but I've been helped as much as anyone else through all of this. Every once in a while, though, I see a situation where I can play the knight, where I can help you, like I wanted to. Jenner, you've been plenty help. We would never have gotten as far as we have without you. But the danger I've put you in is no worse than the danger we would have put ourselves in without you. Is it? Jenner, I set out because I wanted to help Erica and avenge my father. That was always what is what this has been about. The goal is the same now as ever. Is it yours? Jenner paused to think. It is now. I admit in the beginning it was more about adventure and getting out. My life had begun to feel stale, and but that's not what's important now. As we moved along, it became less about me and more about you. You and Erica. I just want to see this through. Well then, Christian said, please treat me as an equal. I know you want to hide things from me. I mean, you remind me of my mother in that regard. But you cannot. Please tell me things, even if you think I will not like them. We need each other. We are all that we have right now. You're right. I know. Christian, we are headed to a location that, if information holds true, is a place our friends might be at. 
But how? It's that song. That's what Kendall Moore told me, a popular song that has been sweeping through the cities the last several weeks. It's subtle and vague, but the hints are there. But does that mean they all escaped and are safe? Or it means that they're all still captured and getting used information from them to leave a trap for us. That sounds a bit excessive, Christian said. I'm not saying we're going to walk into an army. It could be as simple as someone in the town that goes and alerts Geddon when we arrive there looking for our friends. Or it could be nothing. So do not run around asking for our friends once we get there, Christian said, grinning. Yeah, I'd appreciate if you didn't take that route, yes. Jenner, why would I? Because, well, because I'm an idiot. Well, you have no arguments from me, Christian said. What did I ever do to deserve such good friends? Well, everything. Jenner looked back at Christian, shaking his head. I'll save the cliches. Let's get going, Christian. Our family is waiting for us. Any better with it? Mal was listening to Erica try to carve wood with her fingertips. The girl was persistent. She had reduced several logs to kindling over the last few weeks, but she never gave up. Sometimes she sheared one in half, and other times she scratched the surface, but she was getting results. Mal had tried to teach her some concentration exercises, but that was not her problem. Wherever Erica drew her power from, it did not appear to be something that could f she could focus upon with ease. Well, it's not getting any worse. Erica pushed her green locks of hair out of her face, feeling sweat matting her bangs to her forehead. She decided the light green blended in well with the meadows, and was very calming to her. They had laid low at first, but after weeks of skulking in the ruins, and no sign of any of Geddon's men in the town below, Mal had given Erica the okay to venture out. Mal began to wonder what would come of them staying out. It had been many weeks since Haviland had put his song into effect. She had hoped to have heard something, or even have someone come looking for them, even if it was not Jenner and Christian. She shook her head as she watched Erica. She was just tired. She had not stayed in one place for so long since she had been married. Wanderlust was tugging at her heartstrings, but she brushed them aside. She would wait as long as Erica wanted to. She could offer her nothing better. What do you think Christian and Jenner are doing right now? Erica asked, her gaze not leaving her hand as she drew it down one of the knots of the branches she held, closing her eyes, trying to picture the groove she wished to etch into its rough bark. Knowing Jenner, toasting a warm drink, sitting back in a tavern somewhere, Mal said after a moment of thought. He'd be more likely to hear the song if that happened, Erica replied. That he would. Do you think they will? It's a big world, Erica. I know. Erica fell silent again, trying to feel out the piece of wood in her hands. Mal, do you ever wish you could see the world? 
Erica, I've seen far more of the world than you have, dear. That's not what I meant. I, I mean see it with your eyes, through your own eyes. There was a time when I was younger, when I cursed the gods for what happened to me. But I soon realized the gods either couldn't hear me or didn't care. And I also realized that it wasn't in their hands anyway. I've seen so much, Erica, enough for two lifetimes. I've seen more than some people who've had sight all of their lives. You know what I haven't seen? Erica opened her eyes, taking her attention off of the wood for the first time. I haven't seen a child of my own grow up. It never happened to me. But through some twist of fate, I got to help raise two interesting children. And as long as it's in my power, I wish to continue to help raise both of them. Erica dropped her stick and moved to Mal, wrapping her arms around and hugging her. Don't worry, child. Of course we'll see them again. I can't imagine either of them letting things end like this. Thanks, Mal, for staying here, for staying with us, with me. Erica, darling, your words cut to the core. What of your brave guardians? Havlin said, rounding the corner flagstone and entering into the basement where the two ladies were talking. I do not doubt your hearts, but letting you and Umbrunsway be the sole influences of a young girl's mind is more than I want to contemplate. Mal chuckled. Umbrunsway looked to regard Havlin, then shrugged, nodding his agreement. He came up from behind Havlin, the two having just returned from a foray in the village. And you're sure it was them? Well, if I was sure, I would not have said we should follow them. I would just have yelled. Right, right. I think I can make them out. You are right. They do bear a striking resemblance to our musical duo. As I said. As you said. Pick it up, Christian. I feel a reunion at hand. Hello, and thank you for listening to the World of Grey podcast. For any questions about the podcast, or the books in general, email me at podcast at josephporthos.com. My two books, Fallen Throne and Dark Halo, are available for download on the Amazon Kindle store for the low price of $3 apiece. I don't output a ton of updates, but when I do release one, you can find it on Facebook at Joseph Porthos, or on my website located at josephporthos.com. I hope you enjoyed today's chapter, and I look forward to you tuning in again next time. This is Joseph Porthos, signing off.